Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Guys, okay, we're we're in this bitch now. We're in this. I'm sorry, like I feel like Baby King and Kanye Lamar. Oh yeah, we're in this bitch. I was gonna say come in this bitch, but that's like a little I, bit I too. I always thought that was wasn't that Juicy J and Bob that did that. Juicy J and Bob. Uh, no, no, this was no. From... I'm in my zone. I'm killing it. We're still in this bitch. Oh yeah, but every rapper says we in this bitch. But it was it was Baby <laughs> King and Kendrick in the recent song Family Ties where up in this bitch is like he says it emphatically it's the most emphatic like up in this bitch like <laughs> i've ever heard you know up in this bitch i don't know the lyrics nobody come at me like i, I heard the song a lot <laughs> i definitely no, that, that's all I'm you all, man i'm You're all good. i'm all about the vibes uh but the lyrics i don't i don't have it down yet so don't come <laughs> at me. hi guys this is geeks of the week i know we've been oh away God. for a while but i think we missed you we've missed you so much but i think it's a good sign because that says like we're busy we're doing well, shit. We've been so busy. We're doing like, shit. Like literally, and like I, getting you guys like you. You don't even know. I have had such an emotional day. I, you guys, literally, the amount of messages that I received. I literally was fully just like Spotify Wrapped thing. I was like annoyed myself because I was like <laughs> Spotify. You don't need to remind me that I listened to like the same fucking albums that I've been listening to for the past 10 years and then I started getting your messages and literally it just like oh my god it's it was so sweet I you guys are absolutely amazing I'm sorry yeah. I left you handing me without warning uh, we won't do that again I promise no we won't well we will but we'll give you a warning <laughs> we'll give you a warning we'll give you we'll, we'll do it when we give you a warning and but yes. uh speaking of like Spotify well first off we should introduce our very special guest we know it's been a while since we've had a guest and he has been begging to come on we have been begging him to come on it's just that you, as you guys know Megan and I are very like we're kings and queens of last minute shit yes but yeah we, we make it happen we, we but... make it happen it's but, on the edge. But, you know, we got that kicking ass by our good friend, Ethan Trace. You guys know hey, him on what's TikTok. going on, you all you beautiful people out there? You hear that <laughs> voice? You guys have heard the voice numerous times. He gives you fucking Mushu. He gives you he gives you all the voices. Oh, man. You can find. Yes. Yeah. Mushu. Everybody know that. Oh, <laughs> man. This honor on you. This honor on your cow. <laughs> this honor on your whole yeah, it's family. It's great to be here. You know, it's good to have you, man. It's good to have you. Like, seriously, like. Me and uh, Ethan, Megan, and I all met for the first time in person at the Box Lunch Gala, and it, there's a recording of it out there. Uh, it's it's honestly the most wholesome thing on the internet, and I don't say that <laughs> normally about shit that I'm a part of, but it's very wholesome. 
I gotta that say, you want to know the funniest thing was I actually messaged uh, Goofy about this oh, uh, like four days, oh god, four or five days Don't before I came. I was and I was um. I was like, "Hey man, we're uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be in LA. What are you Don't doing?" Do it's like, "Ah, oh, okay. Like I live I live in between what was it, Culver City and uh, North West Hollywood." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Oh." And then I messaged him after that, and then he never read what I sent him. And I gotta tell you, Goofy not reading that message uh, was the best thing that could have happened because he was so genuinely surprised, and he just jumped on me and like, ah, let me unbutton my jacket so we don't rip it. Look, I was not expecting to see you at all, man. I walked in there, and I knew Dimitri was coming because he um, he tagged me in a story, and I remember seeing like he was in Santa Monica, and I was just kind of like. I was in Santa Monica at that time because I, you know, for work, and I was just like, and when I saw he was there, I was like, oh my god, bro, you're there. He said, yeah, I'm here for this box lunch event, and I said, holy shit, you're going, I'm going. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so I already had freaked out over seeing, like, knowing that Dimitri was going. So like, I'm already just kind of like, you know, I'm here with Dimitri, I'm here with Megan, like we're all here together, we're all friends, we're taking pictures, and then I hear the voice, and your voice is so recognizable, and I, all I hear is, excuse me, sir, and I was like, what, hold it, who? open TikTok, and then I look up and it's you in 3D in the flesh and I was like what the fuck like and my first thought was like why didn't he tell me that he would be here but then I thought to myself I don't answer any text messages he <laughs> most likely did but it's okay look I have two phones now so I'm, I am now a two phone guy so I will tell you this you're better at answering your phone than you pastor Ryan Ryan, I love you, but you are terrible at texting back. Hey, hey, honestly, that makes me feel so much better because I always thought Youth Pastor Ryan was like so like put together with his life, and now I'm like, wait, we're on the same level? Fuck yeah! Oh, he's very busy though because he he's uh, doing some uh, nation nationwide uh, comedy tours right now. He, oh. He's going. He's in New York, and he's going doing a couple other shows across the country so uh, he's very busy he, he re really, really does cool. stay busy that's really cool well cool it's good to have you man it was a great meeting it's great to have you on the show so the topic of today is like we are in the first day of december as of this recording and we are now coming up on the end of 2021 wasn't as bad as 2020 but uh there's been some really cool like pop cultural moments that happened this year we just want to like kind of like run over and talk about those type of things uh i can start one of my favorite moments is actually kind of happening right now, and I hope this lasts for all of eternity because it's just, to me, it's that iconic. It's uh, the the sound for Sidewalk NYC that's happening right now. Megan, oh my you, God, it was so yes. big. Even Megan made a fucking like, lip sync video in her car. You guys got Megan in her car making videos. <laughs> Because the sound was just so good, and it's, it's so the, good. and I see Ethan's like kind of confused, but I'm gonna let you know, man. As soon as you hear it, you're gonna know what it is. But it's the uh, what do you want to tell? President? Who's the president? Byron. 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 What? Byron. Say it again. Byron. Byron. Like like saw so, like what, what would you tell Joe Byron right now? Sup, baby? Take me out to dinner. Yay! Yo. Oh my I'm, God. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that is the most iconic moment of 2021. You can, guys, John Legend, <laughs> John Legend just posted about it. He made a TikTok of him I singing saw that. a song. <laughs> oh my God. Called Joe Byron. He made a song called Joe Byron. That's how iconic it is, guys. I will tell serious. you, if we're talking about serious pop culture moments, uh, obviously, aside from all the other big Marvel 
and other events that have happened this year personal favorite of mine that I was not expecting we got a freaking big time rush is back together and they are dropping a new song in two weeks what I didn't know this what you didn't know big time rush is back together no I didn't know this and I'll do I you one better I don't know who big time rush? What? So, what? What? Oh, 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 I'm Googling right now. Play it straight. Don't hesitate when you go big time. And I got to say, I woke up like that. No, come on. Big time rush was come on. They were the best. They were the best fucking cover band on Nickelodeon ever. Cover band? Excuse me, sir. They did a lot of cover band. They did that one song. Woohoo! Oh no, okay. That that was that was a sample. That was sample from song two by Blur. That was the one everyone thought it was a big time rush song for a minute. I did. If I'm being totally honest, I had never heard the Blur song before the big time rush song. And this is what I'm saying. So I can't trust them. But I will say because. Uh, we were FaceTiming last night, and uh, one thing I did not expect to wake up to this morning because I, w- I stayed up late until like 4 in the morning last night for work for another campaign that I'm doing mm-hmm. to get uh, deliverables in. And I woke up at like 12.30 in the afternoon, and I checked my phone and to see that Big Time Rush followed me on TikTok. What? Yes! What? I am... I, I, I don't know. I, I should I reach out? I by Big Time Rush. Hold on. Let me oh. see if they're following me, too. I wouldn't be followed by Big Time Rush. This is serious, guys. Look, look. Shout out to Steven Glickman, a good friend of mine. Steven Glickman is the man. I'm wait, wait, wait. You know Steven? Yeah, Steven Glickman, man. We're boys. We're what? boys. So shout oh. out to... Yeah, man. We, speaking of which, we got to get him on here one of these days as well. So you can know about some Big Time Rush, Megan. Uh, I'm just Googling Oh, my God. Pla- dude. Steven, you get- <laughs> Steven Glickman is amazing. He di- he recently... Speaking of like mu- talented musicians, he recently did a cover. He went super viral for doing a cover for Gnarls Barkley's Crazy but he oh. did it as the Joker, so it was like it was almost oh. like a Joker. Oh, as uh, what's his, Joaquin Phoenix's as Joker. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. While yes, I remember to, that. To that, so it's it's beautiful, it's amazing, it's insane. Uh, I did a video on it, and uh, Stephen Glickman is just super talented. We're actually going to see him at LA Comic Con this weekend. So the oh, one that's thing, awesome. well, you, when you get Stephen on here, you got to get me on here too because I actually. Uh, got guested in his live stream one time but uh, on Instagram, but I was fighting uh, uh, for a spot against a bunch of big time Rush fangirls. Oh, of course. and I talked of with course. them for like eight minutes. I was like, I don't know if he's really seeing me eye to eye, like as a <laughs> as like a serious business equal, or if he's like guesting me as a fan. But Tr- no, trust me, he probably does because like he he literally like messaged me one day and was just kind of like hey man can i call you this is like at 11 p.m it's like hey man can i call you and i was like yeah sure <laughs> we talked i will like tell you the one minutes. thing that i that i loved about steven glickman that i found out after big time rush ended steven glickman is a stand-up comic yes. and yeah well first off kids if you're if you uh, are a fan of big time rush if you're not of age steven glickman's stand-up comedy while hilarious is very very very, very, very adult. adult yeah but <laughs> i was like oh my god i love i as if i didn't think i could love gustava rock even more hey like can we can we talk about this i know i don't want to go too far into a big time rush rabbit hole because i will and then it will turn oh into we a, will then it will turn into a victorious iCarly like uh <laughs> uh fucking <laughs> uh what, whatever jamie lynn spears is i keep forgetting that show but uh Jamie Lynn Spears' Zoe, show, Zoe 101. Zoe, yeah. Zoe 101. Are you it, ready? It will go there. <laughs> Ooh. 
stop it, stop it. It's gonna go there. But uh, it's so funny because uh, for the record, uh, Megan Stephen Glickman played uh, the character Gustavo on Big Time Rush, and he was the manager okay. of the band, and he will always which treat, is a show, which is a show on Nickelodeon. Oh, but was, they're also it was a basically band. about like this 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 band from I think they were from Canada, Minnesota. Like, Minnesota. Get it right. Close so enough. it's like a Jonas Close Brothers enough. kind of situation. It was it was basically the Jonas but Brothers, but funnier. Like, it was, yeah. On the show, did the Jonas Brothers also play a band? Was it like a no? I don't, a no, it was like thing? yeah. I think uh, I think the, Disney wasn't the show Jonas the about like just their life as the Jonas Brothers. It or was. Were they I mean, normal people. I mean, to be honest, there was a whole boom of like shows about bands on Nickelodeon and Disney. There was the Naked Brothers band on Nickelodeon. There was Big Time Rush. There was. Joe Jonas, there, you know, big time, uh, big time rush, uh, Camp Rock. There's just so many. Like, I actually do have a funny story about since you mentioned the Naked Brothers band. Uh, a few years ago, I was in Bumfuck Nowhere, Georgia, in Bostwick, a town so small, on location for a film that there was literally a general store, a gas station, and a red light. Yeah, our traffic light, and then you miss it. Um, I was. It was a James Franco film, which you know that didn't age too well, mm-hmm. but. Um, he, my personal experience, James Franco, he was very, very nice. He was directing and producing the project. He made mm-hmm. it a very, very wonderful experience. But his co-star, I, I was like, um, his co-star was very chill and just hanging out with uh, me and a couple other people the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got to take a picture with him. Uh, like, he gave me his name, and I was like... Was he a wolf? Uh, like, I'm getting to it. I was <laughs> like, I went, I went to lunch with my best friend, um... Meredith uh, the next day and I was like yo like she's like how was the shoot I'm like yeah one of the actors uh, uh let me take a picture with him like she's like oh uh, I didn't know what his name was uh do you recognize this guy she's like you met one of the naked brothers I was like oh is that who that was Megan I can I can totally again Megan I can totally tell you're just kind of like what the fuck is a, is a naked I mean, wait is I, Megan I younger no than idea. us okay no, I'm older so so Megan look li- Megan this oh. I, can, I can bring it back this is this is the beauty of Megan and I's relationship because I can bring it back around to make her go oh so like remember remember hereditary you watch hereditary right yep yeah yeah the son the son no no the, the son was in the naked brothers band on nickelodeon he's no. one of the yes he was the older no. he was in that too that was him that, no a, that was him a, he was one of the naked brothers child star? he's a child star yes oh yeah uh, is, can we just point out at this point? Yep. I just want to assume that oh Megan God. is the Steve Rogers of the group. Uh, so every now and then she's gonna be like, "Oh, I actually understood that reference." <laughs> <laughs> she needs yeah. she needs me, who apparently like, and I hate to say this, I'm the Tony Stark in the situation to like bring it, like explain it in a way to make people go like, "Okay." She gives she gives me Tony. she gives uh, <laughs> don't say that she gives me the English look like speak English and then I say like oh it's this guy from this and she'll go oh okay so yes he's a child star well, there's just so much like I I liked the Disney Channel as a kid but I also like just a few years made a big difference because mm-hmm. like we didn't have like cell phones you know when I was a preteen right so like. Anything that I wasn't actively watching as a child, I was not keeping track of because I was a preteen and I don't watch kid shows. Oh, my God. You know, so like I will tell you this. They've gotten way worse. And when I say worse, I mean, like, not bad, but just 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 stupid. Like, they're not they're not. No, because like growing up, like we had I, I took for granted pretty much. All the shows we watch until I rewatch them as an adult, I was like, "Wow, these were really, really had really good messages." Um, mm-hmm. But then you you get to shows like what is it? Uh, uh, 
what was that? Bizarre Vark. Bizarre Vark oh, and then yeah. the Live and Maddie stuff. Yeah. We had freaking Boy Meets World and and like with episodes where there's like parties and like teaching lessons about not under, under underage drinking. Mm -hmm. And my favorite show personally that's so Raven. Yes. Uh, yes. That's so Raven. Um, especially Daddy Baxter was the best. You know, like because I hate when they made the adults look stupid on these shows. No, yeah, but no, it's like they were I, real, real adults. Like, there was, oh yeah, there was a whole there was like a whole arc about like her father's uh dream barbecue closing, like and him like losing business. There was that was like a whole thing, and that was like a real thing. Oh yeah. So, uh, but even even then, like with these again, I I hesitate in saying like kids shows now, especially if it like involves like live action teens but after watching something like say degrassi like oh, all these other whoa. kids shows degrassi like was all that Degra jack degrassi was like was not here to fucking play and again like i already like educated megan on degrassi and like all these oh don't tell wait she's great. not that old is she she's not no it's just that she didn't watch it megan and, I'm, uh, and i hate to speak for megan megan can i watched degrassi that, after it came out i've only seen like a few episodes but it got intense and yeah um it's not for the faint of heart like it's um not. uh one of the episodes uh they definitely sling a few lgbt slurs around i was like Ooh, oh yeah oh yeah uh, getting a little racy in here isn't it yeah, i make you feel jealous for a minute because i told you what i used to do uh before when well while I was uh, working as a side job, uh, while I was getting my film degree, before I joined TikTok, mm -hmm. I used to work as a featured extra and a stand-in for some of the actors on The Vampire Diaries, and I got to work with Nina DeBrev yes. uh, on a few occasions. And Who she's was on an Degrassi. Who was on Degrassi. Absolute sweetheart. Yep. And Ian Somerhalder, nicest guy you will ever meet in your mm -hmm. life. But it's like, Nina's tiny. She comes up to, like... She looks tiny. Oh yeah, she's very tiny. She looks tiny. I still blame her for JT dying in Degrassi. So mm, if you Wait, ever see uh, her, spoilers. Sorry, like it's th the show is like damn near <laughs> twenty years old at this point. Sorry, but plus we already went through that, right? You we, explained me that. Episode. We already went. We already went through yeah. it, and we ain't gotta. Yeah. Do, we ain't gotta do it again. But yeah, so I feel like <laughs> yeah. So I, I agree with what you're saying with like a lot of these like teen shows now. They just feel a little they, like there's a little less like prestige to them and i hate saying it's prestige too superficial to it and not like enough the, the intimacy acting, and life lessons exa exactly i think the intimacy about everything is like gone like again looking at that show that i showed you before we even started recording uh my brother and me that was on nickelodeon yeah i, I can look at that and just memories just started flooding back to me of how mature some of the episodes were and like the things they had to learn in that show right so i don't know it just from then to now it just seems kind of meh but Nowadays, it's all about selfies and doing what's trending. Like, we're, we're on TikTok every day, and even I'm tired of the stuff that I see on TikTok. Look, and where it's like people try to imitate on TV shows, I'm like, oh, please, I have to see this all the day in my work. Like, please stop. Look, to steer it back around to, like, the pop culture discussion and, like, like obviously, like, Spider-Man is just, like, all year we've been talking about Spider-Man shit. For the last two years, we've been talking about Spider-Man, and it's honestly getting exhausting, guys. It's getting exhausting. I had a crisis yesterday just sitting on my couch just going, like, do I even want to make another Spider-Man video? Like, I like I literally burnt myself out on um, – not just like, – again, I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man – the Spider-Man No Way Home is still one of my most anticipated movies, like, of the year. Shit, probably of the last couple years. But at the same time, just like when it comes to creating the content, like, and I can't stop. Like, I can't physically stop. Like, my mind just, like, at, right now, as I'm talking about, it, I'm thinking of a Spider Man theory. You it's know? addicting. <laughs> it's addicting. And the closer that we get to it, the, close, the more I start to think, 
these aren't theories anymore. I'm literally like saying so much. One of these things are true. It has to be. <laughs> and it's going to spoil I'll, it for me. You know? I will say I, I was glad I, I was right on that one thing uh, the, where you're like, no, nah, that's Harry Osborne. I'm like, who's going to tell him? No, yeah, no. I saw the high res photo, and I was like, okay, that's definitely like Willem Dafoe. Like, it's it's definitely Willem Dafoe. But I'm way, excited I, somebody... for the new Luke concept for like the first half of the movie. I heard he's where he gets the mask going into the final fight or something. Don't but... can we not talk about this? Can we not talk about this? Like, I have really tried to. Some dude sit like emailed me a photo of a poster. No, exactly. I think they're gonna come for us. Yeah, uh, like. But somebody sent me emailed me like I was in the middle of a live and this person was like, "Oh, I'm gonna email you like a photo, a poster that I saw in no! Ireland right now." And they emailed it to me, and I literally see the notification pop in as I'm on live. I'm like, "Dude, what the fuck? Don't do it!" And I had to delete the damn thing. So I'm just like, "Don't." send me anything i got tags and like people I got, get, yeah I've, and my i've told them so many times i'm never gonna talk about leaks i don't like spoilers like mm-hmm. i'm not like don't don't tag me in that shit because i already like i know that some people do it intentionally to annoy me exactly oh yeah but, exactly <laughs> but i i'm like if you're my follower please don't do it i literally don't be that video. person who spoils the movie for anybody exactly. else i had that happen to me uh, five years ago with the force awakens of mm. a certain character who gets offed and yeah. i was like i was like i hope it's not true but then the whole movie played i was like and i'm like he's not gonna die he's not gonna he died wow wow yeah. thank you for redoing that you so know what, please you know be kind out there too? guys you know what's worse about that too is that oh, what? there's a whole lead in to that death right and so like when you know it's about to happen it yeah. lingers for like five straight minutes where you're like shit <laughs> so you really yeah. have to sit like, there no with the spoiler. get off that bridge and it's it's it, like i can deal with the spoiler if it happens suddenly in the movie and i didn't see it coming and it's like oh somebody told me about that but i didn't know it was going to happen in that way right so yeah. but when it's when it's literally just kind of like oh let me go over here by myself oh let the lighting change let the music <laughs> yeah. start to swell let's have a five minute pause it's like well damn that's like that's the sadistic type of spoiler but Mm -hmm. anyway uh i think i think i talked about this like when our uh best of 2021 video as well like something pop culture that i feel like we haven't that a lot of people aren't talking about and i will shout to the rooftops because i feel like everyone should see it is uh the movie malignant it's james james wan's horror movie and it was for free on hbo max but nobody really saw it and I think I told you, and I'm an, honestly, I'm going to fucking spoil it, too, because, again, nobody see, is seen it. But Well, like, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen I received the PR package. I haven't had the chance to watch it yet. You did the PR package. I did the PR package. I saw the movie. If I feel like I the heard, only one who's seen did, the movie. Did you get actually get delivered by death? I did. Because you're in L.A. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, my friend uh, Epic Voice Guy told me about the package, and he's mm-hmm. like, uh, they're going to have somebody to deliver. Oh, wait, you don't live in L.A. Oh, never mind. You're not getting that. You're just getting the package. Yeah, I'm they, like, thanks. It was a whole, like, song and dance. Like, they sent somebody in, like, a costume to, like, give it to you and shit. Like, it, it, they went all out for it. And so I was like, oh, if you're going to go all out to send me the package, I might as well see the movie. And I saw the movie, and I was just thinking to myself, like, okay, it's all right. Like, you know, it's kind of campy, really campy. And then, like, about halfway in, I was just like, all right, I think I'm going to turn this off. It's not even worth it. And then something flips. And I was like, holy shit, like, I'm in this now. And so, like, and then, like, this is, and mind you, this is at, like, one in the morning, right? I'm at, it's one in the morning. And I'm, like, in my seat like this. I'm like, oh, shit, what's about to happen? Like, let's, oh, my God. And, like, Star wakes up because she was next to me and she fell asleep. And then she's like, oh, babe, I'm going to go to bed. You come and I say, nah. I gotta finish this. I gotta see what's <laughs> happening. And so now, for the people who want to see *Malignant*, it's gonna take me 
45 seconds. Fast forward 45 seconds of this podcast because I'm going to just let these peeps know. If you want to, if you stand, stay. So what happens is that the main character is seeing visions of somebody like murdering like everybody around her, right? So she's like, oh my God, I can see the future. There's murder murdering people. Turns out, turns out she thought it was her imaginary friend, but it's not her imaginary friend. She literally was born with a twin Voldemort style. Just like give Voldemort me a thumbs up style. when you're done with this because I have you on mute. <laughs> you can have me on mute. Okay, I'll give you a thumbs up. Like Voldemort style on the back of his head, right? And then turns out like they tried to cut the the twin out, but they couldn't do it completely out of her brain. So there's a piece of the twin that controls her body and turns out she's the killer, but it's her twin that takes control of her body and she moves backwards. The twin oh literally So literally there's a whole action sequence where the fucking like woman is fighting people backwards. And so like somebody tries to punch her, she ducks but she moves forward it's the most bonkers third act in any movie that's come out in the last like five years it's oh my god it's insane uh okay thumbs up uh that that is the movie so everybody should see <laughs> i'm just over here laughing because like i turned off the volume and all i'm seeing is like you know just goofy waving his arms around like <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like i don't even know what you're saying but i am enjoying this. that's why you have to see malignant i think i think oh. that's what should happen I, you know what you know what you just gave me an idea for 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 videos, you movie know what, sp- movie spoilers on mute, but it's me describing them with my body. And yes, like- <laughs> dude, I am down for this segment. Like, let, let's do it. So it's just gonna be me just doing like weird shit, and it's like, oh wow, like this is the boot. Okay, see, I'm writing that down. I'm writing, and it's that. like. And that's where babies come from. Wait, what? <laughs> like, wait, how long was I out? <laughs> wait, did, did I miss something? Did I miss something? But Meg, what were your, some of your favorite like pop cultural moments from 2021? Um, I mean, I, I think I was, I'm just really, I don't know why I'm surprised, but I, I really do at the end of the year. I just can't believe how much Marvel owned 2021. Like, I think that post Endgame, like there was such a big discussion about yeah. what's gonna happen with Marvel are and are they gonna forward? keep people interested? But like the Disney Plus shows, especially, like I liked all of the movies, some more than others, but I liked all of the three movies that came out so far. Plus, we're getting Far From Home at the end of the year, right? But the Disney Plus shows, the chokehold that they—it was like it's not quite Game of Thrones level like obsession, but it is close. And the fact that it's been three different te- four, is it four or three? What? It's what? Uh, we have oh, no, we have four. WandaVision, WandaVision yeah. Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, what Loki, if, and now yeah. what if, and, yeah, uh, and now Hawkeye. Five. So that's five. That's crazy, and and I think like what you were saying was like we've been wondering how were they going to keep people interested? How were they going to one up themselves after it? And it's so funny because Disney, <laughs> we really thought they were going to struggle to like give us content after that whole thing. Like, Oh, who do they have left? What's happened? And then they literally just took this huge ball of content, movies, TV, and otherwise, and just said, here, <laughs> just tossed it at, at us. It was ins- it's here, insane. go fetch, play with this. <laughs> like, like, I mean, oh my gosh. It's been a great year for movies, honestly. And I started yeah. since our last conversation, I started watching some other ones that were on my list and I have enjoyed every single one. But I just I am I am just amazed. <laughs> I am amazed that this that Marvel is at this level right now because yeah. it's it's in, it's to keep up this pace with the quality that they're maintaining, even if you don't like love every single project that comes out, it, it's 
at a quality that's astounding mm-hmm. and to just keep yeah. it coming hit after hit is insane imagine if they had the time to like space it out a little bit more because oh it, it feels like we've been getting them back to back to back to back to back but if it was yeah. like the space imagine just like how much more quality it was. it's almost it would be like like the mandalorian right the yeah. mandalorian looks like rogue one just in bite sizable pieces whereas like yeah. you know the mcu Disney Plus shows, they have that and they feel like smaller movies, but you could tell they're still kind of like working out the kinks. You could tell like they didn't have enough time to do this and this and that. So imagine if they really did have that time and we're literally pretty much getting like an MCU movie every week. For like, yeah. for like, five I'm perfectly months. okay with that because you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm not afraid to say it. Rogue One was better than all the all those it's new Star, Star Wars, Wars sequels movie. combined. Yeah. Thank you. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. Like so. it adds so like because when you watch like four, five, and six before Rogue One came out, they seem so lighthearted and campy. But when you watch Rogue One and dive straight into A New Hope after it, it's like, holy crap! People have just died. This has got a lot more weight to it. You want to know like, how I knew Rogue One was like real as shit? Like when it got real, real was when fucking um, Andor, what's his name? Uh, uh, he Cassian. Put, Cassian? Cassian. Cassian. When Cassian takes that guy and says, everything's going to be okay. And he shoots that motherfucker in the back. and, and Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not going to talk. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did he just assassinate a dude? That was his informant? He put him down like a fucking horse that couldn't race anymore? Like that, that was when I was like, yo, Star Wars is fucking lit. Like Star Wars got yeah. lit for me after that. Oh hell yeah! Uh, it's like, uh, but okay. The the weirdest thing about Rogue One, um, I actually went to see it on on a first date and never called her again. But the funniest thing was in the middle of the movie, um, or you get to uh the the Empire's headquarters and there's freaking Tarkin. I'm like, wait a second, didn't that dude die? And so she's like, are you enjoying the movie? Yeah, shut up. I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> like. And I was like, wait a minute, didn't Peter Cushing die? It's like, Peter Cushing died in 1992. But this was one of the new first films to do this. They had CGI face mapping to put Peter Cushing's face in a movie like 25 years after he died. And I'm like, this is trippy as hell. Yep. But it's it's, awesome. It's it's the first of scary. And then Princess Leia at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and then Princess Leia showed up too. It was like a smaller scene, but it was still just kind of like, holy shit, like they did it. But the thing, oh, that hell get, yeah. the thing that gets me is like, when you see that, you're thinking to yourself, like, this is the beginning of something new because now it's like, we can bring back the dead and we can have them act, right? And Marvel's been doing a lot scary. of that. They've been making, uh, making younger Michael oh, yeah. Douglas, yeah, yeah. younger yeah. Kurt Make, Russell. Making a younger version is is all good and dandy because yeah. like Samuel yeah. Jack- Samuel Jackson and. Y- you, you couldn't tell. Like, you really couldn't tell that, you know, they de-aged them. Like, you could tell they de-aged them, but it looks seamless, oh, yeah. right? But yeah, yeah, it, it looks great. That is completely different than taking someone who's been gone for fucking yeah. 25 years and then basically bring them to do, all, to do whole scenes and whole dialogue and all of this. And then, like, I kid you not, guys, I kid you not. Like, I think it was like a year later, they announced a new movie starring James Dean. They James Dean, dead James Dean. What? Is gonna be in a and, new movie, and I that mean, and I, I was like, "What? Identity theft is not a joke." That that really Jim. that's some like oh, real will... ethical boundaries that I'm just like, well, how do you who who's credited? Like, what about the estate? I mean, can you imagine being someone's like living relative and 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like I was reading like the reason for it, like the reason and the and the directors were like, well, we searched high and low and like we realized that nobody else could have did this film other than James Dean. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, what are you well, even It also feels like about? a way to stop paying people like you can get a nobody to come in and do the mocap and then you can just cg actors in. you don't have to pay actors like it yep. just it's like it feels like uh it feels like mandalorian it's art yeah the movie is called uh uh saving jack that is crazy i yeah. will say the one exception to that the uh, um in today's day, day and age it's not it's not necessary but i was very impressed um and Halloween Kills, they showed flashbacks to the doctor, played by Donald Pleasance, but Donald Pleasance died a long-ass time ago. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But th- they actually made a full, functional, prosthetic mask, and the dude put it on dead ass, looked and moved just like Donald Pleasance. I'm like, this feels illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, they did. They did. It was, like, it was all practical effects on Halloween. Uh, Halloween Kills. That's oh really well yeah it looks it looks very practical and I, you know I'll, I'll hats off to Halloween Kills for you know the practical effects and everything and ma- and like the scenes where you do flashbacks where it looks like the original like nineteen seventy four I believe it nineteen seventy eight seventy eight thank you it looks like the seventies like the the production and everything it looks fantastic but. Halloween Kills was such a shit movie. That's not that's not going anywhere near my top <laughs> of twenty twenty one list. It was just so poop. Uh, but so you know, poop. It was, it was really poop. Killer poop. Stop uh, trying to make poop happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did. I did watch. Uh, speaking of like, when you said like you're like catching up on your list of movies, like I did watch. And since it's Christmas now, like I've been like catching up on all my like holiday films, so I can like do my content on that. But uh, I watched Eight Bit Christmas with Neil Patrick Harris. It's a fun movie. It's a good Christmas movie. What's when it? Did that Eight come out? Bit Christmas, Eight like bit Christmas. video game. It came out like maybe like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, maybe a week ago. And it's on HBO Max. It's an HBO Max exclusive. And it's basically it's like a mix. It's literally a Christmas story mixed with How I Met Your Mother. And it's Neil Patrick Harris telling his daughter the story of how he wanted a Nintendo for Christmas. Oh my god! And it's and it's so great and it's so funny and it it breaks the fourth wall and it's super meta, and it it has this really great like narrative. It, it's also like Princess Bride as well because it has like elements of like, oh yeah, so like uh, I was riding my bike to my friend's house and I was riding as fast as I could. He, you know he's riding a bike and then you hear his daughter say, "Were you wearing a helmet?" And he's like, "Yes." And then the helmet appears. Keep your like, shirt on. Let one. me read. It was like a blue one. And then like you know he goes to like this fucking jerk ass kid's house and you have like all these kids like outside of his house begging to come in his house to play the game boy and he walks out like you you and you everyone else beat it and he's like oh shit it's a really funny like just fun like christmas film uh but i i really dug it and i'm so excited to do to do a review on it really soon because it's it's probably gonna be like my top like christmas films this month so oh that's uh, so awesome yeah and, and i like i just like seeing neil patrick harris in movies i just i just love seeing neil patrick harris in anything he fucking yeah he's it. hilarious i gotta say i'm a little thrown off right now though for the uh for the new matrix movie i'm like why is he so serious this is weird i don't like it take it away take wait, it away wait, put wait, it wait, away wait 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 you just remind is neil patrick harris in the matrix yeah he's the therapist what? he's in the trailer Talk the one talking see, to Neo. See, I don't care about. Oh yeah, he is the therapist. Okay, I don't really care about the Matrix anyway. Like, I never cared <laughs> about the Matrix. Like, not even the. I I, I saw the first I saw the first movie and I didn't watch the rest because 
but my girlfriend likes them. And I was like, uh, uh you know, it's one of those movies to me. Yeah. Consistently fell asleep. Uh, not to the first one. I saw the first one. I was like, whoa, like the Matrix. Because who didn't like see the Matrix and wanted to do the fucking whoa? But it was oh, reloaded yeah. and then Revolutions. I was just like, okay, what are we fucking, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> Like there's like there's a, there's a giant orgy scene at one point and then what? there's a machine there's a what? giant like well I wouldn't say it's an orgy but it looks very orgy esque uh, it's like a bunch of it's like a rave like a nighttime rave and everybody has their shirts off and there's an alarming amount of black people too so I'm like are the black you talk people about the colony in Zion yeah well thank you Megan like <laughs> oh that I reference love- you get that one <laughs> you get but the others are just no. <laughs> I am a child of the millennia. You don't think the Matrix was part of my cultural core? Wait, wait a minute. Like, I just, I really want this to go on YouTube now because I really want people to see just how effortlessly, like, Megan, that's what like, I'm saying. Was, we really need to she, just like film she, this she too. She literally lit a match, and I presume that she was like lighting a candle, and she yeah. just said, "Oh yeah, that's the colony." And then she just let it out. I was like, "Whoa, that was smooth as fuck." It was the smoothest I've ever seen Megan in my life. I've never seen you that smooth. That was hats off. Hats off to that. <laughs> Thank you. Applaud. That was amazing. How old? I think so. The at the turn of the century, uh, I was, I think I was, twelve. Was mm-hmm. I twelve or eleven? I can't remember. In the year in the year two thousand. <laughs> um, that's also a bit that people used to do. In the year two thousand. <laughs> it's old. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I went to the like year people. Two thousand. People talk about like Y2K, like it's like a big fashion yeah. thing now. Mm-hmm. But um, no, like it was it was a cultural moment. I was I was a preteen at that time. And literally yeah. like Britney Spears, every boy band that existed, The Matrix. Yeah. It's, You're making it's me feel young as DNA. hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, because like for for me and I, maybe maybe for Goof, too. um. But why it's okay for me? It's like uh, it was two thousand five or two thousand six. But they're like, hey, you remember when people thought the computers were gonna end the world at the when it turned from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand? I'm like, what? Oh yeah, no, my I was watching Fantasia two thousand, bro. I, I, I wasn't concerned with the world ending. Let, let oh me, yeah, no, me... like people really thought they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna lose all the computer records. Let me tell you, I didn't figure out why two K was even like a thing, thing, thing until like probably two thousand ten. Like what I was, <laughs> what I was worried about, what I was worried about was that night. It was midnight going into the year two thousand. I was watching Nickelodeon. And I was watching the New Year's special, and I hope he sees this. Kenan Thompson was the host of it. <laughs> this is this is way back when he was like this is when he was like part of all that. Kenan Thompson was the host, and he was basically Face, who was introducing all the shows. And I remember specifically watching the SpongeBob episode where uh, everything was Chrome. That's what I remember. That was my future. Future, future. Why that was is everything that, Chrome? It, everything in the future is Chrome. The, the, only the TikTokers know that. Why is everything Chrome? Cash. <laughs> that fucking song. <laughs> oh but, God. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, that's that was my Y2K. I didn't have a care in the world. I just wanted to see Kenan Thompson introduce all these Nicktoons that had futuristic episodes and spongebob was the one that stuck out for me oh it was it was a very influential year for me i was spending it alone with my older cousin who's four years older than me and i thought Mm. she was the coolest person in the entire world jasmine um if you're listening i still think you're the coolest person in the world (laughs) um but um no i was obsessed with her and like our parents were going out together and we Mm. were like staying like me and her and my two younger sisters who were like they fell asleep earlier they were you know 
we got to stay up together. And like, I'm sure my cousin who was, I guess like 14 or something at the time was like, right. this is so fucking lame. <laughs> but, um, I wish because she used to hang out with me, but I was wearing silver, uh, low rise pants. They were like a pleather. Oh God. Um, a silver, I mean, I'm, I'm literally like 11 years old. Like I'm a child and I think that I'm hot shit. Um, I'm wearing, I'm like sorry. A- did you binge Xenon a little too much? Oh, this, was, this was literally, are you kidding me? This is the, like, it's not a joke. It was the, it was the, it was the moment back then. I was wearing glitter all over my face to oh, sit yeah. in an apartment alone with my one, four years older than me cousin and like drink a sparkling apple cider and be like, oh my God, I'm so fucking cool right now. She would rather be anywhere else. She pro- I mean, like props to her because she genuinely made me feel like like we were we were having a, good, a cool last time. We were doing something really cool. Um, but yeah, that was it was it was a defining moment of my life, like a core memory. Like this is how you are wearing all silver uh, and glitter and chilling alone in an apartment. <laughs> you, you know, you know what that's giving me vibes of right now. <laughs> And don't and don't worry because this this can no be, no I want to know this could be you uh you know uh what's her name from Big Mouth the little the little black girl Missy Missy oh my God Missy what are you doing look look watch Big Mouth watch watch Big Mouth it's all about now, her cousins yeah now, now here's the thing Missy is a biracial black girl and, okay and but the thing is like this this the last season and this season she's getting more in touch with her black roots. And so she hangs out with her two older cousins whenever they come for family functions. And they're black, black, like they're black, black, black. One of them, (laughs) one of them is played by Lena Waithe, for instance. So, so, and so like she's wearing braids. That's all you need. And, and, and the, the funny thing is, is like now she's like coming to terms with like, oh, she's, she's actually identifying as black, but she's played, she's voiced by Jenny Slate. And like, well, not not anymore. Not, oh, anymore. not anymore. Jenny Slate stepped down for the role no, because as, she didn't she feel it was appropriate. As she should. Yeah. But that was the thing. When she was, like, this is when when uh, Missy was saying, she said, oh, my identity is so confusing. Like, on one hand, I'm half white. On the other hand, I'm half black. On the other hand, I'm voiced by a middle-aged white actress. It's just so, like, <laughs> confusing. <laughs> and so, so I feel like since she is half and she was voiced at the time by a full-ass white woman, I well, think it's appropriate to say you're missing in this situation. I could feel like I, I, I have. It would not be the first time I would be uh, compared to a character played by Jenny Slate. So I, you know, I. <laughs> whatever Slate. that, whatever that says about me, I often get like I get like the sardonic um, characters that are like intentionally antagonistic. <laughs> mm, okay. I've, it's like people know me or something. I don't know. It's like people know you. <laughs> but hey, if if you get compared to Jenny Slate, that that makes uh that makes uh, your husband Chris Evans. Uh, oh, without, yeah. the, without, right. the, just remember, without the without the Chris Evans is an ass band. So. Latino Chris Evans. That's hey. that's my husband. That, okay, that, why do people that, keep saying Chris Jamal Evans? I was like, just about that. to explain it. I was just about to explain <laughs> it. I was just about oh, to explain. See, this it. is why this is why we're best friends. All right, you, you get me. You, I would literally when you said Chris Evans is an ass man, I was literally about to say this is why we call him Jamal. This is why we accept <laughs> him because he not only does he has the swagger of a brother, but he has the 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 he likings the of a brother taste. he has the taste <laughs> of a brother you know what i'm saying like he he he's invited to like every cookout like i don't know oh my like, god that video of him with that reporter is it should be illegal like literally the one with the it's like the reporter and she's wearing like the the really high boots and she's wearing like mm-hmm. a sweater dress too mm-hmm. um but yeah he's like openly flirting with her it's 
Honestly, honestly, if I was Chris Evans and I was single, hell yeah, I'm flirting with everything that. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, it's just like difficult to watch because the tension. You're just like, oh, I think she actually she might have made TikToks. I don't remember. She at one point made videos where she was like joking about it, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he can was you like imagine, looking her up and down. Like, can you so, imagine I mean, having the power of Chris Evans, right? Like, can you imagine? <laughs> and look here, look. I'm only gonna bring it X-rated for like two seconds, okay? And we can bring <laughs> oh, it back very quickly. Oh, I might add on to that for an extra they're, five. They're, okay, you can bring it to five. I'm gonna bring it for two, okay? Not only is the dude handsome, not only is the dude very charming, not only is the dude just overall amazing. He has a big dick, and he knows this. <laughs> and like, we saw this. He's very comfortable with, it. and like, the, the, just yeah. the confidence of just kind of like, I'm Chris Evans, and I have a big dick. That's like the ultimate, like, <laughs> I'm better than you, right? Because like, no matter what you can say. He could just come back and just say, and I have a big dick. You know? <laughs> like the craziest thing was, I don't know if anybody remembers this. Was it this was uh this was at the end of last year. For those of you who don't like under understand what we're talking about, um, there was Chris Evans posted like he screen recorded a video that he saw on the internet and posted it on his Instagram story, and then he forgot to trim the video, and at the very or yeah, I say forgot, but I really mean he forgot to uh. trim the end of it and his camera roll was revealed first off that's not even the first the only thing i want to mention uh, other than you know the dick pic that was shown in the camera roll i want to know why there was a picture on chris evans phone of a picture of chris evans with the caption that says guard that pussy please explain <laughs> the context of that picture because i need to know look, chris evans is an animal in his spare time and i am all for it like i am all for it. if, <laughs> if you want to be captain america in the public and then be like a fucking animal in your spare time you're chris evans you can do that now as for the dick pic in the camera roll and i i love how you put air quotes on the forgot that it was there look yeah i, I oh oh look, that was there i oh look, i, I didn't wish know. i wish i had the balls to subtly flex like that like it's one thing to just come out and say it it's one thing to just leak the whole thing but just to be like like oh yeah it was just in there did you like it like it's like like that's the most subtle flex i've ever seen. like he's just he's, he's i the remember man. the funniest thing was somebody was like like the gays were all freaking out they're like no first off congratulations second off we don't even know if that's his penis what if it's a picture of somebody else's penis that got sent to him i didn't even like, think about that i didn't even think about that either and i'm like oh huh hmm. no you never know well, people I'm, do be sending dick pics look, like a lot honestly so. judging judging by his confidence I'm gonna say it's <laughs> the craziest thing to me about Chris Evans is like you watch him as Steve Rogers and you're like this dude is so <laughs> pure he is a, and every other role he's a fucking douchebag it's like how yeah it, like yeah I mean my favorite personal Chris Evans role it's like well there's Scott two Pilgrim. of them Scott I was about Pilgrim. to say you. You. You yes are, it's Scott <laughs> that's actually hilarious it's actually hilarious hilarious <laughs> oh hi big fan of course you are. Why wouldn't you Why be? Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> no, uh, what, what was the line when he said, now listen here, bucko, you're going to hear two sounds. The first is me hanging up the phone. The second is me pulling the trigger. <laughs> I love every line he delivers in that movie is fucking gold. I'm talking to you. The, the, only, t- the only thing between us is the time it takes for me to kick your ass. Like is I just love Chris Evans and everything. And then also in a not another team movie is another underrated gem of his. Oh, absolutely. Not another team movie. Like Megan, have you seen Not Another Team movie? I think I think maybe, but I don't I didn't watch a lot of those, you know, like the 
the not spoofs. another scary movie. Yeah, I, I've seen, mm. I saw like the first one, and then I've seen like clips of them because they would play yeah. on MTV repeatedly. But I don't know right. how many I've like actually sat down and watched. Not the other mind blowing. I, I know what he does in that movie. Right, not another team movie is an echelon above like even scary movie it's like oh, really? it, it's it's an echelon above like i would say because when you have like the date movies, it was back when movie parodies were good were good it was when they were good it was like before the fucking date movies epic movies does that it, before that right, bullshit right. oh god this was actual like it was raunchy but it was actually clever sight gag funny ass like comedy it was like scary movie level tier comedy yeah i think it's better than scary movie if you ask me oh like, a- I think absolutely it was better. like the school the school that they were at the high school was called john hughes high school yes yeah. like it was called John Hughes um and there was a, I remember there was, seeing clips of it, like like the spoofing of like the she's all that moments. Yes, and I remember seeing clips of those on YouTube and thinking that is funny because they like the whole like, oh she's hideous and it's like a gorgeous she's girl so just, hot. just like in a pair of overalls. No, what's funny is like the way the way Chris Evans is like complaining, even though she's not even ugly at all. He goes like, yeah. oh come on, not her. Oh no, she has paint on her overalls and a ponytail <laughs> and glasses. He's like, look at those glasses and a ponytail. He's like making it sound all awful when she's like actually very pretty and uh like one of my favorite like scenes from the movie is uh they actually brought back the principal from breakfast club yeah like uh, to like recreate the scene where bender like the, the bender stand-in is there that going was actually a few forth. years before he died by the way too. yeah which was like super tragic and like Absolutely. so like when you look at it you're, you always look at it like oh like, like this was like one of his last scenes and it's so funny because he still has it. He still fucking has it. And, like, they basically do the recreation of the scene. Like, you got one more. You want another one? Yes. Well, you got another one. You want, want one more? So, your mother was a clown. Bobo. And she was a ho. Like, it's, like, it's the back and forth, like, thing. And you're just, like, oh, my God. Like, it's such a great send-up of, like, almost every. Molly Ringwald makes a cameo, which is fucking hilarious. Oh, wow. oh like, yeah. It's, it's, it's so great. And I watch it, like, at least, like, two to three times a year because it's literally that funny and chris evans is just awesome he's just oh it was, he was awesome. great in it the three things in that movie that are the because i and don't hate me for it i just that was on a big list of movies that cat made me watch because i never seen for, uh, mm-hmm. while we were in quarantine so i watched that for the first time last year it's, of, it's a must watch for sure oh yeah but there were three things that I noticed in there that I always like to point out to people because this movie came out like, what, 1999, 2000, mm-hmm. 2001? Um, there are three people in there that um, some people from different fandoms might know who they are. Um, like, very briefly, there's um, there's a scene with Josh Radner, who everybody knows as Tad Mosby from there. How I Met Your Mother. Yes, he Another, was in the opening. The, ki- yeah. <laughs> the kid who throws the house party. Uh, is actually Rob Benedict who plays Chuck on Supernatural, oh. and the the girl who gets uh, topless, I think it has sex with Chris Evans' character in the movie. That's actually Serena Vincent who played uh, Maya, the Yellow Lost Galaxy Power Ranger, who I had a huge crush Wait, on as a kid. The naked one, the new, the the foreign exchange student who couldn't keep yeah, her clothes I, on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was her. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit. Well, shit. I've seen the Yellow Ranger naked. That's weird. Um, <laughs> that, she's not the only one. The Yellow Jungle Fury Ranger got j- naked on that Spartacus show, whatever that was. You know Fun. all about the naked rangers, man. I'm gonna have to talk to you <laughs> more often. 
another thing that like another like cameo that like gets Elijah Dushku is also in it is like the weird oh. like over sexual like the the hypersexual like character in like most yeah. teen comedies and like <laughs> she I'm gonna need a refresher on that name and roles Eliza Dushku she was in, you've seen her in Bring It On she's pretty much like the the one from California uh, not California she moves in with uh, the brother and she's like the one who's too good for cheer but she's really good at cheer her uh, name is Missy. Yeah. Guys, I actually yeah. have another confession. Don't say you didn't watch Bring It On. Come on, bro. I have Come never on, seen Bring It On. Come on, man. Come on, man. Cats try to get me to watch it. <laughs> oh, it's on, um, yeah, it's 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 a literal masterpiece, and I don't say that lightly. Uh, look, um, I don't say that lightly. It's true. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking true. Yeah. It's the it's the most unique screenplay ever. It's the most unique. Like, yeah. It's it's this isn't a this isn't a cheerocracy. It's a what what she's what it's isn't it isn't a cheerocracy. It's a, it's a cheer tatorship. Like, <laughs> like it's okay. it's lines like that. I something that I quote all the time. Where are my goddamn spanky pants? Like I <laughs> say that shit whenever I'm looking for whatever. It's always the spanky pants. So is that wasn't that what was being spoofed during? Yes. The, that that yes. that scene. Yes, because yes, he, he had it in it on his head. The dude had it on his head. So, oh yes. god. And I believe, holy, holy shit! I think that was the same actor. That was the same fucking kid. He plays the little brother and bring it on. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're having moments so together. Sp- fucking, not another T movie. Just got ten times smarter. They literally used the kid from Bring It On to recreate his own joke and not another team. That is fucking hilarious. Anyway, oh my god. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, we're all geeking out together. But again, okay, last thing I'm going to say about not another team movie, another one of my favorite jokes and yes, it has to do with black people. It <laughs> it has it has a character who's the uh the uh single black friend, the token black friend, and he's literally there to play his he's so meta with it. He plays his role where he's all like Oh yeah, don't ask me. I'm just here to pretty much just react to whatever you're saying. Like shit or <laughs> damn. Like wow. Like that's that's all I'm there for. <laughs> and so like there's a scene where they're at a house party and like he sees this other black guy there and then he walks up to him and says, "What are you doing here, man?" He goes, "I'm I'm at this party." He says, "No." This is my party. And then the other black guy goes, "Oh, oh. Shit." Another one says, "Damn." And he's like, <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> so oh, my God. Good. It's I mean, so yeah. good. It's well, so that, good. Well, that's the nice thing. I was thinking about that about uh, about Bring It On, too. Like, a lot of these movies were, like, post-woke culture, which, like, mm-hmm. obviously, I think most people who use the term woke when they're talking about current media yeah, are just being, yeah. like, fucking dicks. And it's like, shut up. It's but like, there are really yeah. pandering projects that are, like, specifically, oh, yeah. like... Oh, that are this cringy. Is, yeah, like you know, a lot of Netflix originals. Like, sorry, Netflix, but like a lot of stuff that's like, oh, let's let's hammer this point home. Right. But I'm not like, going to mention Fuller House's name, <laughs> but like, bring it on. Uh, like fully addressed, like a cultural appropriation and white privilege and like right. all of this stuff without it ever, you know, without it ever being feeling like it was made. With the, with the intention of getting brownie points, you know? Right, right, Which right, I feel right. like a lot of studios these days, they'll put something out and it's like, oh, look at what we did. Like, it's here. We're so progressive. Right, It's like, right. okay, It's down. like, yeah. Get, uh, but, here's your points. There you go. Yeah. Like, wh- <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the first movies to do that, which would uh, never, ever in a million years get made today, 
But um, like a lot of people are like, oh, like well, we need we need real comedy like comedy like this again. It's like, I think you just like the part that like they're racist, but it was like an anti satire. It was anti racist satire. Blazing Saddles, uh, okay. freaking Mel Brooks, yeah. comedy genius. Yes, yeah. I mean, a lot of Mel Brooks movies wouldn't get made today. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah. Let's let's be real. Like Monty Python's and then none of those. Uh, but I thought you were gonna say Tropic Thunder and oh oh yeah no no, no that 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 one's definitely that one, that yeah. one definitely hit hard too. Yeah. Even my even my wife star won't watch Tropic Thunder because and I keep telling her like no babe but that's the point. That's the point. That is precisely. He's an actor playing a yeah, white guy who is playing a, a black black face. Literally, they're commenting on the fact that there are people like him doing yeah. this thing right now, and they're demonizing yeah. for the entire movie. But she doesn't want to hear. It. She's like, "Oh, he's doing blackface." That's I'm like, Grr. well, and I personally love it when movies like literally make fun of the movie industry because so many movies like just kiss ass like as yeah. much as they like oh, i yeah. enjoyed la la land you know yeah. but like the fucking movies that pander to like the beauty of filmmaking you know like i yeah. also didn't like once upon a time in hollywood i know i'm not the i'm, I'm kind of alone in that but um like i just feel like shut your mouth any movie oh. that's made that's about like movie making in the golden era of hollywood the fucking hollywood like reviewers and like the academy it goes insane they're like that's oh this is the best Mank. movie ever that's yeah, why i, I didn't fuck, see me i didn't i had no I, I tried watching that movie and i could not get through it and i was like no fuck 20 this. minutes i, I was out watch, <laughs> like i don't even watch hollywood this. pat themselves on the back again you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll tell you this the one thing that uh i see from my actor friends like and one uh on got shared on those uh la uh post post accounts uh, they're like, I swear to God, if, if a, another screenwriter comes to me with another fucking story uh, uh, where the characters are just struggling actors who moved to Los Angeles, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't watch Tick, Tick, Boom, because that's that but in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I heard, wait, I heard it was pretty good, no, was it not? Tick, Tick, Boom is fantastic. It's it's actually oh, yeah. pretty fantastic. And, uh, it, you know, it's and it's I, I guess it's not like, again, it's not. Hollywood and Broadway so I guess there's like a little bit of like oh I haven't seen something like this before but Tick Tick Boom is very much like it's not necessarily I was going into it thinking it's how Jonathan Larson made and came up with the idea for Rent it's not it's literally just oh this guy who made Rent this is what he went through before he got anything like done right so it's literally just him being like and he was the guy who died right yeah he died like and we and we lost steven sondheim too mm-hmm. never got to see never got to see his creations like hit broadway like it, it was honestly a big tragedy but it's it's literally the story of him about to hit 30 and him being just kind of like i haven't accomplished shit yet and i'm trying to write <laughs> i i try i'm trying to write this song and it's just not coming to me and i have this really big thing that's like ruining my relationships with my best friend and my girlfriend and i'm sacrificing all these things just for a shot and it's just literally like hence the title tick tick boom because it's like all these things are leading up to this moment where he's either going to implode and be pretty much over the hill or like he'll blow up in like you know the way that he wants to so but it it definitely captures just kind of like the feeling of inadequacy and just like just trying to like follow your dreams no matter like you know you're running out of money and like your relationships are fucking deteriorating he's base it's basically andrew garfield being peter parker again but instead of being spider-man He's being he's a uh, he's a singer songwriter like director. It's basically producer. like the opening theme to Friends. <laughs> it it kind of it kind of is because he's also working at a diner. 
Um, oh my god <laughs> No one told you life was gonna be this way No they didn't Like you know And that's I think he I think he actually says that At some point in the movie But the music <laughs> Slaps Like Hard I'm always down for a musical Because I was a band kid mm-hmm. uh, Growing up Oh like, yeah I did marching band I did win ensemble I did uh, Like almost did drum corps For like a minute there But I Theater kids I, are gonna go nuts For this They're gonna go oh fucking God. nuts And there's a lot of cameos And since like It's Lin-Manuel Miranda directed uh, There's a lot I already of, did a great job For his a, first he, movie He did a pretty fantastic job For him For his first movie Like he did a pretty good job uh, There's a lot of Like Lin-Manuel Miranda has now created a Lin-Manuel universe where <laughs> he can have cameos referencing shit that he's done. A and Lin-Manuel it, Miranda-verse. It literally, literally, there's like a scene where characters from Hamilton show up from In the Heights. From Like you just see all these characters. You're just kind of like, wow. Like Lin-Manuel Miranda literally has come to the point where Maui can show up and tick tick like marvel like, showing oh, yeah. M- mustafar and what if you know so it's 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 crazy but tick tick boom is fantastic i highly recommend it um another and again i was segueing into this part as well because i want to talk about um uh musicals this year we've gotten tick tick boom we've gotten Encanto, which is actually also really really good it's honestly one of disney animation's best films in the last maybe like three years. I well, think it's better than Raya, which came out earlier this year. It's yeah. better. I loved Raya. Raya, I Raya was Raya amazing. I like Raya a lot. I like Encanto more. Uh, Encanto is pretty, you know how like Disney has kind of been, you know, uh, touching more on Pixar level recently, but Pixar just kind of like separates itself like almost every year. So every time yeah. we go, oh, yeah. Disney's about to reach Pixar, then Pixar comes out with another banger. Encanto yeah. is the most pixar disney movie like i really do think that like, oh people... that excites me isn't it a collaboration isn't encanto pixar and disney i it's thought not. i saw that yeah it's not not no pixar uh in it okay uh no logos in sight but um what there what was i like recently they were marketing that way and i was so confused so wait oh, at what oh, point was yeah. pixar completely separate from disney or has it always been a subdivision of so, uh disney yeah so pixar and disney had always had like a deal like in the 90s and early 2000 up until 2006 2006 was when like disney officially bought pixar like officially but up until then pixar was like its own studio making its own films and disney was like the distributor and in, in that type of oh, thing. okay yeah, yeah so it's almost it's almost similar to what uh it's not it's it's similar but not completely the same as what studio ghibli does where it's like you'll see the disney kind of like logo on it and you'll see like the castle before you see one but that's because it's not it's studio ghibli's like a studio that uses disney to distribute in the west but um with uh pixar they bought it into they disney bought them in 2006 and now it's like disney pixar but they still kind of like operate as like a separate studio and not yeah. many people know there's like walt disney studios where you have like your classics like the lion king and mulan and like zootopia yeah. and shit like that then you have pixar where you have like you know toy stories and monsters inks and you know those things then there's the ugly stepchild uh disney tunes where, oh, God. where you have <laughs> where you have the straight to dvds and the spinoffs like planes and shit but disney tunes also gave us the goofy movie so like there's that uh that's their crowning <laughs> jewel but um but as for encanto it's officially disney walt disney animation's 70th animated film so it's kind of like they're big kind of like you know hey we, we made it but it's honestly <laughs> such a beautiful beautiful film and the way, reason why i say it's the most pixar film it reminded me a lot of the incredibles where like you have these fantastical elements, but the the very core and the reason for the story's existence 
is is family issues. It's like family dynamics and family problems, because you know, the story revolves around this girl who she's the only one in her family that doesn't get like a special power from this house, and it, she deals with these like feelings of like inadequacy and how she just wants to help but she doesn't have the power to help and then you have all these other children and people in the family who face tremendous pressure because they pressure they need to use their powers for the good of the family and like you have the town looking up to them as well so you have like you know the older sister like kind of like being like the one who carries all the weight hence why she's super strong you have the very perfect sister struggling with being the perfect one hence why she has to get married and it's all these type of things that like you're just kind of like wow like the magical elements are kind of like secondary. They're just kind of more used for comic relief. Whereas like you have the characters at its center, just kind of like trying to, um, you know, just trying to exist and trying to like find a way to just kind of be like proud of who they are without the power. So it, it's a very, it's yeah. a very like deep and emotional film. And I was really excited. Well, that, sounds like, that sounds like Disney Renaissance. Like, I mean, it's honestly, very Disney Renaissance. Yeah. Cause the people remember the stories, you know, it's a mermaid. It's about a magical genie guy finds a magical genie in a lamp, but that's not what sold us on those stories. Like right. it was the deep connections. That's why people resonate. Which Disney princess are you? Like, you know, what, what Disney movie def- defined your childhood? It's not, it's not the stories. It's the characters that mattered so much to us. I right. love to see Disney returning to that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, re- I really dug it the music is not the best disney music ever the music slaps don't get me wrong but <laughs> there there there's there's music that's really good in a disney movie i feel and then there's I, other... yeah i've heard you sing it in the there, car there you go you've heard like oh my god can you send me that video by the way because Dude, like, i have to yeah please. i love it. it's like one of my favorite things but and after i got home i was reading the messages and people were like why didn't you flip the camera and i was like i i i'm honestly i'm not 100 sure that i know how to flip the camera mid video in an instagram story i need to ask my little sister to show me well the one thing you need to know is you you just tap the screen but you got to be prepared because it will cut off anything you say like it'll it'll like uh it'll take cut out the two seconds that it takes to flip the camera and it'll just start recording into whatever is happening when Uh, when the camera flips so that's why i didn't do it because i was smart you knew that you knew that that. (laughs) now can i say while we're on the subject of talking about amazing music uh pop culture moments this year uh i i want i want to say one of the moments that i thought was just absolutely phenomenal next level it like um definitely one of its own kind freaking bo burnham (gasps) crushed it you know he was trending on twitter today because a lot of people were getting him in their spotify wrapped yeah i'm gonna say this one time and i don't want anybody to uh give me shit about it uh i was in his no one with his the one percent of bo burnham (laughs) listeners this year i was in the one percent of ninety nine percent of his other fans didn't listen to him as much as me this year. No, that I mean, I'm, I'm not, not proud gonna give of you that. shit. I'm very. Why are you not proud? I would. Be proud I mean, I love, Bo, I love, I love but literally, I'm just like I literally just listened to a com- not just one comedy album. I went back and listened to all of his comedy albums um, repeatedly because he just couldn't stop. You couldn't can stop. literally say, "I'm your biggest fan." Look at this shit. I'm in the top percentile. Somebody, so I commented on somebody. I think it, one of my mutuals videos on TikTok. They were like, "I was in the fifth percentile of Bo Burnham listeners," and I was like, "Yeah, I was one percent." And I somebody commented 1%. on mine, and they were like. I was in the point zero one percent. Wow! I was like, you win, bro. You win. Wow! <laughs> Jesus that, him him and John Mulaney, I will do. 
Look. Like with the old uh, with the with listening to all their stuff because it, it's it's addicting. It, oh, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's so Very calming. Mm-hmm. I do love listening to comedy records. Like I, I, my dad really liked comedy records, and I I used to listen to them a lot growing up. Like I was a big like Mitch Hedberg fan. Mm-hmm. I, was, I don't know if you're familiar, but he's awesome. I was devastated when he when he died. Um, but like classics too. Like my dad was a huge fan of like um, Eddie Murphy's like stand up right, and. Right. Um, even oh man, you already know we love Eddie Murphy over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even people like he always he mentions literally comedians from like the literal fifties. Who's yeah. the guy that played the elf in um in Elf, Elf's dad, Papa Elf? Oh uh Bob shit. Kane or something? Carlin? Uh not Carlin. Not George um, No, not 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 George Carlin. Carlin. No, but I know uh, crap. No, I know who you're I talking about. I feel like his like name is years Bob. Ago. I just watched Elf for the first time. Like uh, it's it's Bob, Bob something. Bob Newhart. That's who. Bob it is. Newhart. Yes. Yeah, okay. and like he's hilarious. Like he has this like bit that he did where he was like he was pretending to be Lincoln's PR guy. It would play out just like a TikTok sketch these days. Like, he, <laughs> like literally, somebody could lip sync that and it would go viral on TikTok. Like it's literally he's you should like do it. Lincoln, how are you? Like, and it's like, oh no, you got the speech that we rehearsed four score and seven years ago. What are you? To, no 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 just stick with the you know we were gonna say like four years ago like it doesn't have to be that complicated it's like oh you got a hat he like goes into this whole thing but like it's it's a classic routine at this point but like my dad will my, my entire life i like have old i, I don't want to call my dad an old person but you know like I'm, I'm already like a few years older than most people i hang out with these days and i have like references like my pop culture references are mainly from like the fucking 60s and 70s i wasn't alive Same here then, honestly but yeah. just like <laughs> this is what my dad has been raising me on you're basically uh that one girl from last night in soho so congratulations i, I literally it like it's I'm, gotta watch it yeah it. gotta watch it um most things i quote are like uh comedy wise are mel mel brooks or uh, one of my favorite comedies uh fish called wanda which, oh yeah that's oh, an incredible yeah. film yeah. oh thank god okay you yeah. all know that yeah, one of course. Uh, kevin klein John Cleese. Jamie Lee curtis it's yeah. amazing kevin klein uh, like as in my opinion it makes me sad he didn't do more comedies as an actor because he's fucking hilarious he's really funny like, as well. he's yeah funny. i and love kevin fish called wanda and soap dish have you ever seen with him and sally field i haven't seen soap dish Oh, oh my! Oh, dude, you got you got to watch it and do a review. It has very young Robert Downey Jr. in it. Like, oh, can we get some homeless down here? But like, you know, handsome looking homeless because you know these people they stink. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I need, oh, I need and more. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is is a is a casting agent and there's like this one scene where uh where this girl walks in. She's like, hi, uh, like my name's like. Lisa and I'm an actress. Oh, an actress, that's great, huh? My name's Susan and I'm a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Princess Leia has a dirty mouth. Well, she had a dirty mouth in Blues Brothers as well. So I. Oh my god. Oh yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, I like. I I love. How, seeing, I don't like, think we've ever talked about Blues Brothers and literally Juju. I don't know. I like. I don't think I've ever told you this before. But Blues Brothers is my probably my dad's all-time favorite movie we're on a mission and i know as soon as you said this i was like how the fuck have we never talked about this because literally like i i watched that movie at least five times every year as a kid Mm. um (laughs) my dad used to put on the sound like my dad is also like the fucking biggest ray charles fan like in the world he loves ray charles so much (laughs) but yeah so like and aretha franklin like my yeah so my dad would you like to know what my go-to karaoke song was for like five years what <gasps> please tell me tell me everybody <laughs> needs somebody 
Everybody. I'm not gonna sing because I can't. But somebody I'm, I'm love. Someone to love. Someone, someone to love. Oh someone to kiss. Someone, someone to kiss. A sweetheart to miss. Sweetheart to miss. I need, I need you, 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 you. You. Oh yes, like that. <laughs> that was my shit. And you would not believe like the like the mind blown moment that I had when I found out that that song was on Just Dance. What? That song was on Just Dance, and I swear to fucking God, I was. People thought that I was going to the gym and working out. No, no, I was singing and dancing too. I want you five You're times. Kevin Bacon. Five times a day, Kevin Bacon. Had to go shit. get it out. Exactly, like never, 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 but never, never, that, never, <laughs> never, never, never hide. Like, Please that don't. That that angry warehouse dancing is is my cardio. No, it, exactly. People really thought it, like, oh, bro, you're going to the gym, man. I can see you. Like, we're gonna like, nah, man. It's the Blues Brothers, bro. It's see, I I didn't do anything that energetic. I just make a lot of um dumb uh references that nobody gets, like orange whip, orange whip, orange whip. Three orange whips, <laughs> or uh, when Elroy orders um, three fried chickens and a Coke, he orders that from Aretha Franklin. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there's just, a couple hawkers out there that look like Hasidic diamond merchants. <laughs> I mean, it's I that my dad can quote that whole fucking movie like the entire like he loves the car scene in the mall he did like stunt driving for his job for a while like oh hell yeah no, like it's not like it's like not like stunt like he was taught I don't know what's I'm gonna see, run to the restroom real quick I'll be, be right back well Can we're we gonna sit? we're gonna wrap up in a little bit anyway we're going on like hour yeah 15 yeah we gotta now, so. yeah we gotta so you, we gotta oh we are yeah. oh my god we're just having so much fun chatting yeah exactly that's what happens man that's, that's how and, how and we chatted for like 30 minutes beforehand so it's really yeah. like our yeah. oh time. heck yeah so we've been we've been chilling but yeah um but no seriously guys like we're i, I think we're gonna keep you in saying i gotta go to the little boy's room so because you know <laughs> comedy uh but yeah guys thank you so much that is the episode we don't even know what how many episodes we stopped counting at like episode we don't maybe i'll figure out for next next week and we'll try uh, and we'll try and we, make a number that we can just go into the thing and see, like, oh yeah, it's this many episodes. But <laughs> if you want to kidnap me more for this, this is a blast. Like, we feel will. free to invite me in any time. Absolutely, friend. I'll make sure to get you this Hawkeye mug as well. Um, oh heck yeah! I'll mail it to you. It matches Megan's hair. For those of you guys, if you don't see yeah. it on, you need to get one. Megan. My new purple hair. It looks beautiful, by the way. Thank I you. Love I it. was I was really worried because I really just wanted it to be like silver, and I'm 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 happy. Like I I do I the color is all right. <laughs> but this is what happens. This is what happens when you don't read your uh, dye tube labels and you just do your hair yourself every couple of weeks. Just so. make a Hawkeye video and nobody would know. Like, yeah, people were like, Kate Bishop do. hair. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. Let's call that. Hey, yes. Yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> like we yeah. planned from the beginning. This was always what I intended, and it's perfectly thematic. So there we go. Speaking of plan from the beginning, like I'm wearing an Earth Nation jersey, and then – Ethan was wearing an Earth Nation hoodie, and then he took it off, and then he's wearing a soccer jersey as well. So we were literally <laughs> just like super synced up. Legend of Korra, our apparel is that Legend of Korra too? Is yeah, that the the the, the, the future industries fire ferrets. Oh yeah, you're right. The fe- the fire ferrets. I fucking I do I, they actually have soccer teams in Avatar? Not well, soccer. It was teams. uh it's pro like bending. It's like a different sport. It, it's okay. a pro bending sport. Just it's oh. qui- it's not Quidditch, but it's their Quidditch. Their <laughs> magic, magic. And one sport. of the uh yeah. one one of the pro bender uh team captains is ac- is actually Rami Malik. <laughs> oh. 
One of these days I'm gonna get around. Yeah, he to played watching. a Tano. Tano, the Catch Around <laughs> Avatar. He was the captain of the Wolf Bats. That was Rami Malik. The fuck? Wait, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, and 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 and, and, and I I only found out like maybe like two years ago that uh, fucking Fire Lord Ozai was Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. That you that will sh- obey me, or this defiant breath will be your last. And I was like, of course it was. Of course it was. Mark Hamill. And who else could it be? What cannot? What can't that man do? I'm. I you don't. Him. I think that's the end of the show. Um, we'll be back next week yes, uh, we with yeah. with our final episode of the season. So I'll tell come your back friends, if they'll let me for the finale. If we'll this is let exciting. you, if we'll <laughs> let you, um, you need to see Bring It On first. That's the okay. Oh, we will. I entry. will do my homework and watch Bring It On. <laughs> you got to. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. <laughs> hey, I'm trying, man. I'm going down a list a mile long still of stuff to watch. <laughs> Don't worry, we're all getting there. All right, geeks, we'll talk to y'all later next week. I can't talk. (laughs) Bye. Peace.